Welcome to the Monkey House. It's me here in the year 2024. And I'm about to be in Sydney and Brisbane. Sydney from the 8th to the 12th of May. Brisbane from the 16th to the 19th of May doing my show, Drier Drier, at the respective comedy festivals in those cities. But I'm also, uh, while I'm up there, I figured I had a couple of days to kill. So I'm doing a Who Knew It with Matt Stewart on Monday, the 13th of May at the Chippendale Hotel and in Brisbane at Good Chat Comedy on the 14th of May. And you can get tickets for all of that. Now, go to mattstewartcomedy.com for the links. mattstewartcomedy.com. Now, on with the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Welcome to Primates, the podcast where we explore primates in popular culture from Chimp NA all the way down to Chimp NZ. I'm your host, Matt Stewart, and as, as always, <laughs> with me is the second banana of the show, the host of the gaming show, which is about gaming games. It's Evan Munro-Smith. Hey, how you going? So good. So good to be back. How's life? Uh, life is good. Life is good. That's great. I love your energy. Yeah. Happy, yeah. positive. We're feeling good. We're having a good time. Yeah, lockdown hasn't quite hit me yet. I feel like at some point there's got to be a point where lockdown's really going to... I'll just be in the pits with everybody else hating it. But at the moment, I'm still enjoying it. I'm I'm on the surface level. I feel like I'm okay with it, but I think every now and then I catch myself feeling really sad. (laughs) And I'm like, I think this might be lockdown related. Uh, Yeah. But we're past the halfway mark of Victoria's hard six-week lockdown. Yeah, numbers Assuming coming down. Assuming that it is lifted to an easier level afterwards, which isn't 100% clear as yet, but that's... Fingers crossed. Seems like where it's going to go. Anyway, enough of that shit. This could be <laughs> listened in a few years' time. Someone's going, what are you talking about? What's Victoria? What's lockdown? <laughs> and you're right. Victoria doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so, we're doing this season about the Netflix series, The Umbrella Academy, season one. And we're up to episode four today, Evan. How have you been enjoying the season so far? Yeah, it's really good. My main takeaway has been how good are donuts? So good. Heavily featured in the show. Yes. Almost (laughs) more so than apes. And there are two ape characters. (laughs) There's no donut characters. There's one donut lady. One donut lady. I'd call her a donut character. Okay. One donut lady character, (laughs) one ape man character, and one chimp butler character. But the donuts um, have been still in the show so far. Yeah, that's what mostly sticks in my mind. Yeah. Uh, it's because I'm off sugar at the moment, and every time I see a donut, I'm like, oh, man. Oh, we'll get one of them. And they, <laughs> and they have American names like uh, jelly donuts. Yeah, yeah. Glazed R- donuts. Raspberry jelly. Things, yeah, the terms Boston you don't- Boston cream. 
How yeah. good's a Boston cream? Oh. Boston cream, what does that mean? But I want it. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, as a kid, we had Boston buns. I wonder if they're similar to those. I think maybe not. Okay. What's a Boston bun? It's like a pretty boring fruit bun with a yeah. full-on sugary white icing and coconut. No, Boston creams were my go-to when I was in New York on holiday. Um, oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're like a uh, filled donut uh, with custard. They're a sort of chocolate on top, iced, and um, and then filled with custard. So oh, good. Right. Like, a, oh. like a profiterole kind of. Yeah, big profiterole. They sound good. I mean, the idea of a profiterole always sounded better to me than when I've I've had one or two. And I the idea them. of them sounds great. And then I have them and they're like, oh, that sounds better than it is somehow. Ah, what about monkey right faces? Now. More appropriate to this show. Have you ever had one of them? Oh, are they like a cookie? A yeah, they're like a big cookie with three uh, holes in them showing the jam filling or jelly oh, filling yeah. for Americans. Yep, those are good. I don't know how they're meant to look like a monkey face. They look more like a bowling ball or a, <laughs> yeah, right. a flat bowling ball or a coconut or something, but they were pretty good. We should reserve a whole episode for them on this show. Yes. Let's not burn any more monkey face <laughs> chat today. So, we're going to talk about episode four of series one of the Umbrella Academy. This one's called Man on the Moon, and it's called that because it really, uh, at least at first, focuses on number one, Luther... Hargraves. Mm-hmm. The episode, the uh, previous episode three, finishes with him sort of revealing accidentally that he is, he has the body of an ape. He's an ape man, as yes. the King Swan sang about him. Um, yeah. So uh, this episode starts seven years prior uh, with a slow pan up his hu- more, much humaner torso in the bath mm-hmm. or in bed. I was in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the bath watching. You're projecting. He was in bed. Yeah, <laughs> that was the pan up my torso that I did with my own eyes, and I didn't like what I saw. But anyway, it's all monkey body. So it was like the reveal was, oh, we just saw him as an ape man. Who's this human body? Oh, it's Luther. There you go. Seven years earlier, and he's hanging out in the academy headquarters mansion. By himself, pretty bored. Really, he's riding around on his bike. Yeah, he's he's the last one left. Yeah. So all the all the others have yeah have gone their separate ways and gone on to live their lives. And we find that out when he's called in by the eccentric billionaire Reginald <laughs> Sir Reginald Hargraves. He calls him yep. in for a mission because that's what he he brought up this weird family for was to save the world sort of thing. Um, also, great music starting this episode. Oh, what over was this the song? Montage. Um, I wasn't familiar with it before. It's a song called "Blood Like Lemonade" by Morchiba. Oh, Morchiba. Morchiba! I remember Morchiba from the nineties. Yeah, right. Anyway, it's just uh, a, another example of great, great music choices in this show. And so he's called in. Number one's called in for a new mission, and Sir Reginald Hargraves addresses him as number one, and Luther's like. You don't have to call me number one anymore. And he's like, why not? And he goes, well, I'm the only one left. Yeah. You just call me whatever, but you don't need to number us anymore. Call and me it, by my name. So Reginald Hargrave seemed to be um, surprised by this a little bit. He's like, oh, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's gone. So anyway, yeah. he sends him off on this dangerous mission and then hard cuts to him coming back. Uh, looks like he's, you know, it's like mortally wounded on him or something. Yeah. 
and they can't revive him. Mum, the robot mum, uh, Grace, she tries to give him 10 stats of CCs or whatever they do with those little <laughs> bats, and that doesn't work. Yep. So Reggie, Sir Reginald, gets Pogo, the butler chimp, to bring the serum, and he injects the serum, and then time obviously elapses because Luther's still on the operating table and he's grown a beard now. So maybe a couple of months have passed, maybe more, hmm. and he has an ape body. So that's the origin yes. story of how Luther became an ape man. We're not sure exactly what it is, are we? No, I don't know what the serum is or what it did to um, to save his life. I think this uh, story differs from the comic books, like a lot of it does probably, but oh, okay. um, I'm pretty sure in the comic books it's something else like... He is, um, I think he's like maybe is there's some sort of a space ape is involved. Yeah, right. So they've okay. sort of merged these two, or they've separated the two stories. So they put him up on the moon, and then on Earth he got the ape body. But uh, in the comic books, it's slightly different, which doesn't hmm. matter to us right now. Uh, <laughs> so that's interesting, though. Yeah. I kind of expect, uh, you know, shows to deviate from the source material with older, because a lot of that stuff is older and it's been through different iterations. So they keep, you know, uh, reimagining Batman's uh, origin story because it's been done so many times and, you know, in so many different comics and stuff. And then... Yes. Uh, but this is uh, such a recent thing. I thought, well, you could just probably just do the same and, you know, it's the only visual version of it. Um. Anyway, so that's a that's a big old flashback. Yeah, and that's um, that's sort of a big reveal because we've been kind of wondering why he's uh why he's got the big ape body. And, yeah. Um, okay, so I've, I think I've just found this is from uh, CBR.com. It says a huge surprise on the show occurred when it is revealed that Luther's body was turned into the body of a gorilla. That's startling enough. Can you believe it that the comic books upped the shock factor times 10? It wasn't just a regular old ape body that Luther's head rests upon. Sir Reginald Hargraves replaced Luther's original body with the body of a Martian ape. You read that right, a Martian wow. ape. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. So his head was sewn on a, a Martian ape body in the comics. Jesus, that is a bit different, isn't it? Yeah. Ugh. Uh, anyway, so we get back to... Uh, modern day, and Alison uh, wakes Luther and shows him Grace, who is the robot mum. She's been shut down, and they uh, assume that Cha-Cha and Hazel have done that to her because it was the morning after Cha-Cha and Hazel sort of fucked up the place with gunfire and they had a a battle there. Uh, Then we've got Vanya. She wakes up on Leonard's couch, her sort of new boyfriend. Yeah. Um, and she slept there the previous night and she wakes up in a panic because uh, she wasn't meant to fall asleep and she's got rehearsals. She forgot to bring her medication, which uh, she tells Leonard that she's been having since she was a kid and that um, stops her feeling anxious. And Leonard's like, hey, you, yeah. you can go one day without that. And she, so she does do that. She. Mm, my theory is that that medication is her... It's been suppressing whatever her special... I feel like she's got to have something special in her. Yeah, there's a reveal coming, right? 
Yeah, I assume so. I don't know. But I think the way they've been hammering how not special she is, I feel like there's there's going to be something. Yeah. And I reckon it does have something to do with that medication. Right. Um, just because they've been focusing on that and, and specifically saying she's been having it since she was a kid. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, and also, meanwhile, Hazel and Cha-Cha are, are trying to get information out of Klaus because remember at the end of the last episode, um, they uh, had kidnapped him and took him to the motel. Yeah. Tied him to a chair and they're- um, Really, uh, really trying some different methods to to get some information out of him. The first reveal play for a bit of a joke because he's they're choking him and it looks like they're um, upsetting him, and then it's yeah. revealed that he's about to come. He's loving it. Yeah, he's yeah, like, he's no, I'm, I was almost there. <laughs> so yeah, is he immortal? Uh, oh, I'm, oh, good is question. That, yeah, is that what I was supposed to get from that? Because he obviously is well, is impervious to whatever these tortures are, anyway. Yeah, that's true. Because I, I just thought he was sort of like he's put himself through so much punishment, uh, and he's right that he because also just handle he's it. he um, what does he heal or something? Because he because he's got a lot of like they're they're strangling him with like a wire around uh, his yeah. neck, and he's got blood around his neck, but there's no wound there. Yeah, that's true. So I was wondering, well, is he is he self healing or something, or is he somehow maybe he can talk to the dead and also he can't die? Oh, I, I mean, I don't uh, think but that's I don't been know explained that's... at all. Um, okay, maybe it's just just a a thing. Uh, let me see. On. Uh, he has the power to conjure the dead. Because they also try to waterboard him, and that doesn't- yeah, that was that's one because he just sort of he drank the water, which you shouldn't be able to do that, should you? Yeah, maybe they just didn't do it properly. Yeah, but if they're professionals. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, I think that I'm just looking it up, and there's a lot of articles asking that question: Is Claws immortal? So I don't hmm. think it's clear, but it feels like that must be must be possible. Yeah, right. It's an open question. Yeah. Definitely Ben is not immortal because he's dead. <laughs> okay. That's good to have that clarified. Yeah. Although he's he's dead and he's still alive, so in a way. So, in a way, that makes you immortal, right? If your ghost lives on. Uh, sure. Huh. Okay. Think about it. Um. Anyway, so Hazel and Cha-Cha are not, not getting very far and they're just getting frustrated because they can't get the information that they want out of class. Yeah. Um. And then what else is going on? So um, Diego um, is because he, he uh, deactivated Grace in the previous episode. He's um, uh, grieving yeah. uh, through that, and he does that um, by laying down on his ex partner's porch. Uh, Detective Patch, she wakes yes. up. Eudora uh, fi- Patch. Eudora Patch. Yeah, so she wakes up to find him on her front porch. And he says, hey, my mum died last night. Doesn't explain that she's a robot and he put her down, but he just- Yeah. He's, Although- He's mourning her like yeah. you'd expect. Although I did wonder if, if um, Eudora might already know that because they had a history and if they were together in the past, then maybe Eudora actually knew who Grace was. Oh, yeah, that's true. And yeah, Possibly. it's not a secret that the Umbrella Academy isn't a secret society. They were like a quite a famous group yeah. in their heyday. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, she shows him sympathy and they're getting uh, closer again, you can tell. 
Yeah. Um, and then they start talking about trying to track down these two mysterious characters who we know to be Cha-Cha and Hazel. Yep. Uh, but they're, yeah, they're still going about it in their different ways. She's doing it the cop way and he's doing it the vigilante way. As he does, yeah. Uh, um, and then Allison heads over to Vanya's apartment, but she finds Leonard inside, this slightly odd yeah. new love interest character. This is the first time that it really starts looking like Leonard is there's something else going on here. He's so perfect, but he's been a, yeah, he's a bit weird as well. So she finds him inside and she says, oh, why are you inside her apartment? He said, oh, I'm returning her key. And she said, yeah, well, then why are you inside then? And yeah, he goes, all the way oh, at the back of her apartment. This is embarrassing. <laughs> uh, I needed to use the bathroom. Pretty good cover story. That's fair enough. And then yeah. he says to Alison, why are you inside? And she says, excuse me? That's none of your yeah. business. I don't know why he has a go at her. Yeah. Um, I feel like if he didn't do that, then it probably would have been fine. Yeah. I think that but was he... what showed a little crack in his perfect facade, yeah. right? He was just a bit too aggressive yeah. right off the bat there. Yeah. Which I guess is just good uh, good writing, right? They're just showing us a little hint, maybe. Yep. Uh, flip flop. So then he says he's going to take the keys to Vanya and Alison says, no, don't worry, I'll do it. So then she goes uh, and finds Vanya to give the keys back. Then we're back to see Hazel and Cha-Cha still trying to interrogate Klaus, but he is, he's not being broken at all. And in the meantime, uh, his dead brother Ben says, hey, you're sobering up, I think, Klaus, and uh, you're starting to see more dead people. And he's like, yeah. Uh, and, and then we see this old Russian woman ghost is in the room. Yeah. And Ben says, you should be using this. Use use uh, this ability to somehow talk to them. He says, basically goes, she's obviously one of their old victims. Talk to her, figure it out, and use that against Cha-Cha and Hazel. And that's what he eventually starts to do. Yeah. Um, also, uh, around the same time, um, five confronts the, uh, prostes, prost, uh, prostetist, prostetist. Yeah. What? It's a it's tough a, word. A real normal name. What was his name? Uh, uh, Lance. I, uh, Lance. Yeah. Maybe it is Lance. Um, uh, yeah. Tracks him down, threatens him with a knife and just like, come on, come clean. And that's when he reveals that he's been selling the prosthetics off the books. That felt like a real big twist to me. It's like, wait, what? He's <laughs> <laughs> got a whole yeah. dodgy operation going on? Yeah, it's like he's uncovered something um, just, yeah, seemingly unrelated. And at the mean, at the meantime, uh, uh, Cha-Cha and Hazel changed their tactic for their interrogation. Cha-Cha goes, remember the, the interrogation manual? It says, no, you'll have more success if you know who you're interrogating. So they go to his coat and pull stuff out, and that gets to Klaus. He's like, no, don't go in there. And they find all these drugs. They pull them out, and they start squashing them. And there's uh, some sort of hash chocolate, and they start eating that. And he's like, oh, they don't no. Know. And, and then they, he, they must not know that it's hash chocolate. They right? don't know, even though it's clearly got a leaf on on, <laughs> on, on the packaging, and everything yeah. else in his pockets is clearly drugs. That was <laughs> felt a bit silly on their behalf. But, he, but that does get to him, and he goes, I'll talk, and he explains that um, number five has been stalking or or staking out the eye factory. 
So they yep. go to the eye factory now uh, about to start tripping on whatever this chocolate was, and they uh, they they torch the eye factory. They blow it yes. up in this montage. With another, I can't remember what the song was. Another fun song, and they're tripping yeah, out, dancing, sure. and setting fire to it. Yeah, it's a fun scene. Um, there's also uh, amongst all this uh, a, a scene with Pogo, Pogo scene, because um, Luther and Diego are fighting over stuff. Good scene. Good and, scene from um, Pogo. Yeah, yeah, he's really you know being the I guess the father figure in all this and. Yeah, boys, broke it up, sort of a situation. Yeah. Uh, they obviously all uh, respect him still. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Then uh, Allison uh, goes and apologizes to Vanya. They go out for a drink. She tells Vanya, she's like, I'm a bit sus on this guy Leonard he seems a bit weird I can't explain it but Vanya's like honestly I think he's he's uh he sees me for me and I I know it's early but I really like him a lot and uh Allison says oh I haven't felt that way since I was a kid and that and um Vanya says oh with Luther and they talk about I think that's the first time they really openly talk about how Luther and Allison had a romance as kids yeah um, Which yeah, is weird because they're first, siblings so But they're like really You know not blood siblings Yeah but they kind a- of allude to it twice in this episode Right Because I think that comes up in Luther and Diego's fight um, When Pogo's breaking them up Yeah I, Yeah I think they're they're kind of fighting because Luther it was Has hi- been hiding this um, Ape thing right. from them And uh, so that created a bit of tension And also Luther standing by his dad when everyone else is like, no, he was not a good guy. Yeah, because, I mean, in Luther's mind- Look at what he did to you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Luther, Luther's like, he made me an ape man to save my life. And yeah. uh, Diego's like, he made you a monster. Plus, he put yeah. you in he put you in a situation where you had to be saved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he put you at risk in the first place. Mm. Should have left like the rest of us. Um. So then Hazel and Cha-Cha go back to our favourite donut restaurant, uh, Gritty's Donut, <laughs> where what's yeah. the what's her name? You said her Agnes? name. Agnes. Agnes. Yeah. Agnes is there and Hazel and Agnes are getting on like a house on fire. Uh, and, but Hazel and Cha-Cha start talking about uh Well, like a prosthetics on. lab on fire. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. A bit late on that. <laughs> <laughs> so Hazel and Cha-Cha start chatting and they are realising what Five is trying to do. He's trying to stop the apocalypse. Um, but And then when yeah. they... And that they're hired to stop him stopping the apocalypse. So, their job really is to ensure that the world ends. Yeah. Which is that it seems to be the conclusion that they come to, which is, I guess, that's right. But, yeah, they start to get a bit more uh, wise to what exactly their mission is. Right. Um, 
At the motel, Klaus is in the closet uh, where they've put him while they go out to burn down the eye factory. Uh, so he's tied up in there and he starts to have flashbacks from when he was a kid. So we start to see some of the things that Sir Reginald did to them as kids, which was a bit full on. And he locked him yeah. in a mausoleum or a tomb um, to try to uh, get him over his fear of the dead by putting him right in amongst them. Yeah, and it, that looked traumatic. It was traumatic. <laughs> you could, yeah, he was yeah. very traumatized. And you start to go, oh, yeah, okay, Claus is like he is for very good reasons. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his dad fucked him up. Um. Yeah, and you, you go, starting to think, oh, it's original, eccentric, but also a bit of a cock. <laughs> Sorry to use strong language oh. there, Evan, but I think he might be oh, a bit right. of an a-hole. <laughs> an eccentric. An eccentric a-hole, a-hole yeah. Um, I was uh, I was a bit confused when Hazel and Charcha were burning down the prosthetics. I was like, what what is their game here? Because I thought maybe they would go to sort of get information. Um, but they didn't. They what? Well, they're doing. Um, they were just trying to lure five to um, to just to get him, basically. Yeah. So they bur- they basically destroy the prosthetics lab, and then they leave a note for him on uh, the van that he's been staking out in, um, saying that they've got his brother. Your brother says hi is what the message is. They write on the van, and then put the motel like a the matchbook uh, with the the motel. Um, address on it or whatever. Um, they put that sort of in the on the dash of the car. Um, hopefully, you know, the, them thinking like, oh, look, he'll put two and two together and he'll come save his brother at the motel. Um, but Five uh, actually doesn't see that. He basically sees the destroyed prosthetics lab and then- He doesn't goes see and it destroyed. Struck. It blows up in his face. Oh, he yeah. He gets knocked to the yeah, ground. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And then, he, yeah, he-, he um, Oh, that's basically a dead end for him now because that he was going with the prostatist to um prostatist is that what it is um to um to go get the records of who the cut who the you know he was going to get to the bottom of all this he rocks up and explodes so yeah he he um is a bit defeated he gets drunk and uh hangs out at the library falls asleep with Dolores at the library Dolores for, is um, mannequin lover yeah to uh, to then be found by Luther and uh, Diego a bit later and on. And I think that was sort of, that was necessitated a bit like uh, for the story writers where they, he's so competent and uh, leads everything. They needed a way for his brothers to be looking after him and he just does not need that, right. I reckon. Yep. So, they got him drunk so that they that to literally carry him along and look after him for a bit and mm-hmm. take charge for a little while. Yep. Um, and it kind of puts his story on pause for the rest of the episode. Um, yes. So, But then, I um, mean, uh, this brutal part coming up. Uh, so, or the, do they, they come back, Cha-Cha and Hazel come back, and they realise that they didn't put out the um, uh, do not disturb thing, so their room's been made over while they've got a hostage yeah. in there. But he's, yep. And then they find he is still in the cupboard. They're like, oh, thank God. Um, they go off to have a discussion for some reason and Claus is in the main room again. But he's now, I, I don't know if this was earlier or now, but he, he's got all of their victims in the room and he starts to f- fuck with them by going, uh, 
Oh, you know, this does happen now. So yeah, he yeah. goes, he's talking to all these people they killed, and he finds out that um, Hazel spared one man's wife, and that man is so thankful. And uh, he passes that message on, and Cha-Cha is furious. She's like, you let that guy go? So they go off into the, ba- the bathroom of this motel to discuss, and then Detective Patch walks past. and Yeah, so Patch saw the... Um- the note on the van, and so that's how she's tracked it. Five didn't see it, but she did. Right. And she, um, she's kind of mistaken because Diego says he's looking for his brother, He referring to Five, whereas uh, Hazel sees this and and sees, oh, this is, as she puts two and Patch, two together and goes, oh, this, what did I say? Hazel. Ah, yes, Patch. Um, <laughs> Eudora Patch. Yeah, so she she sees this note and and puts two and two together and says, "Ah, oh, Diego's brother is at the motel." Um, so she goes to the motel to uh, try to get to the bottom of that. And yeah, so she's she has to talk her way in. They don't let her in, and she ends up just sort of uh, having a look around. And Claus sees her, and he starts banging his head on the table to get her attention. She comes yep. over. Uh, gets also importantly, just before this, she does try to call Diego. Oh, that's right. At reception and ask for backup. To, she's like, "I need she, your, but- I need your backup." Uh, but where Diego's living at a boxing rink, sort of something out of Rocky, and yeah. the boxing coach takes the message, and he says he'll pass it on. Uh, and I'm going. I'm not confident this old man has remembered this address correctly. <laughs> but anyway, so. Yeah. She goes, she decides to go in anyway, because he hasn't rocked up. She just goes, I need to just go in and have a look. She does, she finds him. She goes in. Uh, she gets Hazel with his hands up. But unfortunately, Cha-Cha doubles back and shoots her in the back. And that is a real through the heart. sad moment. A few people have died so far and I felt nothing. Mum was a bit sad <laughs> when she died. But this one was brutal. It was yeah, and then Diego comes and finds her body. Once uh, the boxing coach passes on the message, half an hour later, he gets there too late, and he's so sad. And it's a real rough moment. Yeah, uh, more good music. Uh, a song called "This Year's Love" by David Gray. It's another one I didn't know, but um, oh, that I think that was great. a big hit. I remember that really well, and um, I don't. Yeah, I don't think I really liked it at the time. It was slow and boring because it came out when <laughs> I like, you know, punk and metal probably in high school, I reckon. Yep. But uh, listen to it now, it's like, oh, this is a nice song. Yeah, it's a good choice for the moment. Yeah. Um, so one thing we skipped over there was um, that uh, Leonard, this this thread comes back um, and uh, he, oh, so, so Vanya gets home and Leonard has left flowers for her. So then we're like, oh, maybe he he's not suspicious. He was just being a bit suspicious because he was leaving a gift for her. Um, maybe he's fine. Maybe he's not evil after all. It's all a big misunderstanding. Um, and he uh, she she calls him to to thank him for the the flowers. Um, but then we see his side of the conversation, and he's uh, he's got her drugs, her pills that she needs. Yes, that's and right. And he's pouring them down the sink, which I alluded to in the last episode accidentally because I watched. Three, episode three and four back to back, and they merge together. I'm going to stop doing that for the sake of this show. I'm going to watch episodes uh, by themselves because obviously my brain cannot handle <laughs> that much information at yeah. once. Uh, 
And then so quite a downer downer to the end of the episode, but then there is this sort of um sort of postscript thing after that where uh Klaus amongst all this managed to get away from the motel. Um yes, this is so fun. He- this is a fun little postscript thing. He gets he the yeah. way he gets away is through one of the um air ducts. But yep. as he escapes through the air duct, he realizes he has to push this big briefcase out of the way, which I don't know how much it's been spoken about to this point. No, it was mentioned in the first episode when they got to the motel and they put it, you know, the, they said, oh, you're supposed to keep that briefcase with you at all times. Right. Um, and Hazel's like, eh, it's heavy. <laughs> and and he, he just hides it in the, the hotel right. vent. Oh, I, f- I um, forgot that. And bit. then it's it's not really mentioned for the rest of the... Uh, uh, yeah, I was wondering because we had no idea what was in there. Right. Um, and Klaus it's grabs money. it because he's hoping it's got money yeah. in it. Yeah. So he's on a bus. Which is a fair thing. They go, he can't get far, and then they realise he's got the briefcase, and then they panic. So it's something important. Yeah. And then he is on the bus, and uh, there's a woman sitting opposite him, and they're sort of flirting a bit or something. They're just have making, um, uh, having a conversation with their eyes anyway. <laughs> yeah. And then I think maybe she can see up his towel. Was that implied? I think so, yeah. <laughs> that's not flirting. I don't know what is. But um, is that... Oh, that's a, illegal. That's some sort of sexual assault or something. Um, but... Yeah, I suppose, yeah, in a different context, yes. So, he opens it hoping it's cash. There's a big flash. They cut away, cut back, and he's gone. And that's how the episode ends? Yep. That's it. That's a sweet cliffhanger. Yeah. And this is as far as I got when I watched it the first time around. So... Right. I don't know where this is all going. I assume he's travelled through time or or space somehow, or maybe he's zapped in the briefcase. It's like a, you know, a, a whole universe inside the briefcase sort that he's like in. A, I don't know. Uh, mysterious creatures and how do you find them scenario. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Called in the Harry Potter verse, uh, something like that. So yeah, so that was a great cliffhanger. I have seen this whole first season, so I. I can't. I think I know what happens, but I'm a bit vague <laughs> on it all, and I don't want to spoil it for you anyway. Obviously, um, but we'll talk more about that on the next episode. I did say uh, on the last episode, I I guess I almost guilted people into sending some messages. I said I'd spent <laughs> three to ten minutes on this uh, creating this form, which is in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments on the show, if it's still about a specific episode in the future. Uh, just click on that episode and I'll read it out on that um, the, the episode that r- relates to, either, either in season one or season two. Uh, or you can ask a general question or whatever you like. Anyway, so a couple of people or three people have um, uh, made comments here. Evan, huh. Julia from PA, which I believe is Pennsylvania, writes, yeah. uh, this is about episode one, season one. Just going to kind of throw a bunch of info out. Pretty sure you're pronouncing Jared wrong. Oh, interesting. She says it's not what? just a fun sleeping of Jared. What are we saying? Are we saying Jared. Is it Gerard oh, or something? Oh, Gerard. Is it? That's interesting. In Australia, you normally say Jared, Jared. Like I've got an uncle <laughs> named Jared, and that's how he says his name. Spelt the same way. But then you've got Gerard Depardieu. Spelt the same yes, Jared way. Spelt, spelt the same <laughs> way. But then you've got Gerard Depardieu in France, and that. So, oh, maybe Gerard. the proper way to say it is Gerard and Australians just fuck it up. So, apologies <laughs> if that's the case. Yeah, maybe. We do say some Sorry, words Julia. differently uh, here to there. So, <laughs> apologies. Uh, 
Julia goes on, in the comics, all the other kids born suddenly die. Oh, so we were wondering where they all the others went. Remember, Evan? Oh. But in the comic books, all the other kids suddenly die, and the Umbrella Academy are presumably the only ones alive. I think there might have been right. something else, but I can't remember. But hey, great to have you back. It was a real nice surprise. Don't underestimate how many listeners don't care about the show having a format and just want to listen to some banter between friends. Oh, thanks, Julia. Oh, that's very nice. That's nice. Uh, and can we try and remember to say Gerard? And if we're if we're yes. still saying it wrong, Julia, let us know. <laughs> There's some other way. But it makes sense that it would be Gerard. Yeah. Gerard way. Makes it sound yeah. posher. Yeah, uh, definitely. This is from Lars van Coverden from U- uh, Utrecht in the Netherlands. Hi, Matt and Evan. I was pleasantly surprised to see some new episodes on the feed. Nice to catch up on the Umbrella Academy. I want to watch the new season, but I kind of forgot the details of the first one, so you're helping out on that front. I was hoping that would be the oh, case great. for some people as well, because that's definitely what it's doing for me as well. <laughs> and me too. Uh, goes on to say, I love the pod. Glad to see it back. I hope you'll do some more Robert Vince-type movies with Andy in the future. There are others we can do. There's the one with the talking monkey we could do one day. Yeah, we should. Uh, those episodes were my favourites. Oh, cool, Lars. Um, don't really have a question, but I can give you a monkey-related fact. In Dutch, we have a strange monkey saying. Uh, phonetically, it says, "New kont da apt out de mau," which translates as "Now comes the monkey out of the sleeve." <laughs> it means something like. Now your true intentions are revealed. Oh, that's great. Now the monkey's out of the sleeve. I'm going to try and start <laughs> using that. It's like the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. Is it? You can't the apt out the mal. Hopefully, I'm vaguely getting there. All right. Thanks so much for that message, Lars. It's real cool to have a listener over in the Netherlands. Yeah. Uh, that was great. And I'm going to try and use the at least the English version of that uh, at some point <laughs> on the next few episodes. Uh, now the monkey. Now comes the monkey out of the sleeve. <laughs> if I don't remember, you got to remember, Evan. All right. And finally, this one's from Shabab in Baltimore, who writes: I don't usually ask questions, but I figured if Matt can put three to ten minutes into making a Google form, then I can too. Uh, the question <laughs> is: What's your favourite song or piece of music from the show? Mine's a scientist. <laughs> Did you get that reference, Evan? The science. What by Coldplay? Yeah, there was a. When Shane Warne had a talk show br- very briefly, one of his first guests was Chris Martin. And he's, Shane Warne's a great spin bowler in cricket, but not maybe not the best interviewer, although it was a bit of fun. But anyway, he yeah. had Chris Martin on, who's a friend of his, and he asked the question, what's your favourite Coldplay song? Mine's a scientist. Oh, right. <laughs> and it was just real weird. So uh, Tony Martin replayed it a lot on his radio show <laughs> at the time, so great. it's always stuck in my head. And I'm guessing I've said at some at some point where Shabab has heard. Uh, what? Yeah, very quickly, Evan, because we probably got to wrap up now. But uh, yeah, f- so favorite song from Umbrella Academy so yeah. far. I um, I got to go. Uh, I, I think I'm alone now. What a jam! Oh yeah, that was that was a great scene. It was sort of and the only one so far that has um been parodied by Weird Al. Right. So it must be good. The uh. I'm just, the only that one didn't even come to mind, but that is a great one. Uh, the one that first came to mind, and I 
maybe let's uh, think about this and and give our favorite song so far on the next episode. All right, Evan, for Shabab. Mm. But uh, without notice, my answer is the They Might Be Giants, Istanbul, now Constantinople. That is a good, yeah, that is another great song. So thanks so much, um, uh, Shabab, Lars, and Julia for those comments and questions. If anyone else wants to get involved in that, uh, just click on the link in the show notes. I think it's the first link there. It says if you've got any questions or comments to make, uh, click on that. And if it's about a specific episode, let us know. Or you can click general question and comment as well if it's about nothing in particular. Um, but yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for joining us as always, Evan. People can find you, of course, at Gamer Game and on Twitch which I've, yes. I've got links to in the show notes. Saturday mornings, Australia time, At Melbourne 11 time. Yep. Uh, Evan is playing some games and answering questions about games, if you're keen on that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you can follow me on all social medias at the links below as well. And my YouTube channel, I'm trying to put up some stuff occasionally on there as well, which is youtube.com slash Stewart. But anyway, that brings us to the end of the episode. And as we always say here at Primates Podcast... Now comes the monkey out of the sleeve. <laughs> oh, it had to be. <laughs> <laughs>